And good afternoon. You're listening to Ken Hodnell. This is the Ken Hodnell Show. Coming to you from our studios right here in exciting El Paso, Texas. Gateway to the Old West and the most haunted city in the country. Well, today's October the 11th, 284th day of the year. 81 days remain till the end of the year. And we'll start a new one. In 1138, a massive earthquake strikes Aleppo, one of the most destructive earthquakes ever. 1142, peace treaty ends the Xinjiang Wars. 1311, the peerage and clergy restrict the authority of English kings with the ordinances of 1311. Not going to put up with that anymore. 1614, the New Netherland Company applies to the States General of the Netherlands for exclusive trading rights in what's now the Northeast U.S. 1634, the Burchardi Flood kills about 15,000 in North Friesland, Denmark, and Germany. 1694, excuse me, 1649, Cromwell's New Model Army sacks Wexford, killed about 2,000 Irish Confederate troops and 1,500 civilians. When in doubt, shoot a civilian. 1776, American Revolution. A fleet of American boats on Lake Champlain is defeated by the Royal Navy, but it delays the British advance until 1777. 1797, the Royal Navy decisively defeats the Batavian Navy at Camperdown during the French Revolutionary Wars. 1811, Juliana begins operation as the first steam-powered ferry in New York Harbor. 1840, the Maronite leader, Bashir Shabab II, surrenders to the Ottoman Empire and later sent to Malta in exile. 1852, University of Sydney, Australia, the oldest university is inaugurated in Sydney, of all places. 1862, American Civil War, Confederate troops conduct a raid on Chambersburg, Pennsylvania. 1865, hundreds of black men and women march in Jamaica, starting the Marant Bay Rebellion. Began with a protest, marched to the courthouse by hundreds of people led by preacher Paul Bogle in Marant Bay, Jamaica. Some armed themselves with sticks and rocks, and seven men were shot and killed by the volunteer militia. The protesters attacked and burned the courthouse and nearby buildings. Over 25 people died in that initial uh, revolt. Over the next two days, poor freedmen rose in rebellion across most of St. Thomas in the East Parish. They were protesting injustice and widespread poverty. Most freedmen were prevented from voting by poll taxes, and their living conditions worsened or following the crop damage by floods and cholera and smallpox epidemics and a drought. Governor Edward John Eyre uh, declared martial law and ordered in troops to hunt down the rebels. They killed a lot of black individuals, including women and children. The initial death toll of more than 400. Um, the violent suppression and numerous executions generated a fierce, deba fierce debate in England was some protesting about the unconstitutional behavior of the governor and others praising him for response to the crisis. It led to later unrest. 1890, in Washington, D.C., the Donald's American Revolution is founded. You ought to be descended from somebody who fought the revolution. 1899, the Second Boer War erupts in South Africa between British-ruled Cape Colony and the Boer-ruled Transvaal and Orange Free States. 
1906, San Francisco sparks a diplomatic crisis between the U.S. and Japan by ordering segregated schools for Japanese students. I don't know what the big deal is about race. 1910, piloted by Arch uh, Theodore Roosevelt becomes the first U.S. president to fly in an airplane. I bet that gave the Secret Service fits. 1912, First Balkan War, the day after the Battle of Sarantapora, Greek troops liberate the city of Kazani. 1918, a 7.1 San Fermin earthquake strikes Puerto Rico. Quake and resulting tsunami killed 116 people. 1937, a Duke and Duchess of Windsor toured Nazi Germany for 12 days, made Adolf Hitler on the 22nd. Uh, the Duke of Windsor was the king, but he stepped down to marry his uh, American divorcee who became the Duchess. He was known for being pro-German. 1941, beginning of the National Liberation War in Macedonia. 1942, World War II on Guadalcanal. U.S. Navy ships intercept and defeat a Japanese force. 1944, the Tuvan People's Republic is annexed by the Soviet Union. 1980. I'm sorry, 1950. I can't read. CBS's field sequential color system for TV is the first to be licensed for broadcast by the U.S. Federal Communications Commission. 1954, in accord with the 1954 Geneva Conference, French troops complete their withdrawal from North Vietnam. The fact they lost to Dien Bien Phu didn't help either. 1958, NASA launches Pioneer 1, its first space probe, although it fails to achieve a stable orbit. 1961, the first summit of the non-aligned movement is held in Belgrade, uh, Yugoslavia. Uh, resulting in the establishment of the non-aligned movement. 1962, the second um, Vatican Council becomes the first ecumenical council of the Roman Catholic Church in 92 years. 1968, NASA launches Apollo 7, the first successful crewed Apollo mission. 1976, George Washington is posthumously promoted to the grade of General of the Armies, which is actually six stars. 1984, aboard the Space Shuttle Challenger, astronaut uh, Catherine Sutherland becomes the first American woman to perform a spacewalk. Also in 84, old Flight, flight 3352 crashes into maintenance vehicles on landing in Omsk, Russia, killing 178. 1986, Ronald Reagan and Mikhail Gorbachev meet in Iceland to continue discussions about scaling back IRBM arsenals in Europe. 1987, the AIDS Memorial Quilts first displayed during the Second National March on Washington for Lesbian and Gay Rights. Also in 87, start of Operation Powan by Indian forces in Sri Lanka. Thousands of civilians, insurgents, and soldiers die as a result of this operation. 1991, professional Anita Hill delivers her televised testimony concerning sexual harassment during the Clarence Thomas Supreme Court nomination. 1999, the Air Botswana pilot Chris Fotswee steals an ATR-42 from Sir Sarinsky Kama International Airport and crashes it into two other aircraft at the airport, killing himself. 2000, NASA launches STS-92. Uh, the 100 Space Shuttle Mission. Um, 
I just got a news flash. Republicans nominate uh, Steve Scalise as uh, speaker. 2001, the Polar Corporation files for federal bankruptcy protection. 2002, a bomb attack in the Myanmar shopping mall in Vanta, Finland, kills seven. 2013, a migrant boat sinks in the Channel of Sicily, uh, with at least 34 people drowning. And in 2018, the Soyuz MS-10, launching an intended crew for the International Space Station, suffers an in-flight abort. The crew does land safely, but uh, they didn't relieve anybody. All righty. We've been talking about strange things. But I wanted to take a moment, since I try to steer clear of politics. But what's happened in Israel and the announcement that several hundred uh, special interest uh, migrants have arrived at our borders, there's a grave fear that there's going to be attacks here. And politician out of Arizona said the first um, attack on a uh, synagogue would be the end of the Democratic Party. Well, I don't know if that's true or not. I do know it has been the Democratic policies that have allowed our borders to be wide open. And you can't tell me that we don't, especially my yard for some reason collects anything blowing in the wind. And I've had a number of, of uh, Iranian newspaper arrive in my yard. Uh, and I've had people I know who live closer to the border than I do say that uh, they find a lot of them laying on the ground where the migrants who dropped them. So it's something to be concerned about because this world is getting a lot less safer than it ever has before. We're going to talk about um, fugitives from justice who have vanished. I've been told by a number of law enforcement officers that's impossible. Well, lately, the key, the uh, I'd trust the Keystone cops before I would the FBI. And my dealings with them, and I've had several dealings with them trying to report things, they don't care. If it doesn't involve a politician or getting keeping them from getting to the local donut shop, they don't care. We're going to start out with the ninth century. Mohammed Abin Qasim, Abbasid Caliphate. He was a, a lead imam, led in a rebellion that took place in the city of Talaquan, arrested by the authorities and hauled away to Baghdad, but he escaped and vanished completely. In the 11th century, we had Afshin Bey, who was 60 years old. He was a Khorasani Turkman, commander of the Seljuk Empire, who, uh, after fleeing to Anatolia in 1067, he was on the run after committing murder. Vanished again in 1077 after going to Aleppo on a mission to crush rebellions. Never heard from again. 1324, Alice Catella, 60 years old, vanished from uh, Ireland. Of all things, she was awaiting trial for charges of heresy, witchcraft, sorcery, stemming from the 1324 death of her fourth husband, John Poor, who 
when she fled, allegedly when she went to England. Now, she left so fast, she left her maidservant behind, Petronila de Meath, who was convicted, tortured, and burned at the stake um, in uh, Alice's uh, stead. Um, she was actually Dame Alice Cotteller, a Bruno Norman noblewoman who lived in Ireland, was now County Kil uh, Kilkenny. After the death of her fourth husband, she was accused of practicing witchcraft, and Petronila was charged of being one of her accomplices. So she was tortured and forced to complain she and Catella were guilty of witchcraft. Um, Catella was fled to save her life, and Petronila, who was flogged and burned at the stake, November uh, 1324. Uh, hers was the first known case in Ireland, or in Great Britain for that matter, of death by fire for the crime of heresy. Being a witch meant you were a heretic. 1696, Henry Every, 37 years old in England. He was an English pirate, vanished after perpetuating one of the most profitable pirate raids in history. Despite a worldwide manhunt and enormous bounty being put on his head, he was never heard from again. In March of uh, 1696, he led his ship the Fancy to the island of New Providence. He and his crew spent months living there and soon lost their ship. By June, he and his crew were forced to flee the island. Crew split up with every possibly setting sail to Ireland. Well, a manhunt for every went on for ten years. Several unconfirmed sightings of him and contradictory reports of his death during the 18th century. Most are uh, considered unreliable, but uh, and his, actually his fate is unknown. Well, from 1696, let's go to 1800. Jack York vanished from Canada. He was a Canadian slave from Quebec who was charged with raping a woman named Ruth Tufflemeyer and was arrested in August of 1800. Well, the charges later changed from rape to burglary. Trial took place September 12, 1800. He was convicted and sentenced to death. But he escaped and was never seen again. Nobody had a clue what happened. 1864, Rufus Henry Ingram, 30 years old, vanished in the United States. He was a bushwhacker who led Captain Ingram's Partisan Rangers, a group of Confederate raiders who robbed banks and stagecoaches across California. July 15, 1864, he and his followers attempted to rob a mine but were intercepted by the police. Ingram managed to escape, fled to Missouri, and vanished. Also in 1864, five Confederate prisoners of war. July 15, 1864, the train carrying Confederate prisoners of war collided head-on with a coal train near Shahola, Pennsylvania. It led to multiple deaths and a lot of injuries. During the fiasco, five of the prisoners transported on the train managed to escape and were never heard from again. 1873, William Sharkey, 26 years old. Convicted murder and minor, New York City Democratic um, politician, earned national notoriety for escaping from the tombs disguised as a woman in 1873. Reportedly, he fled to Cuba, which had no extradition treaty with the U.S. Nobody has any idea what happened to him. 1873, Bloody Benders. Family of serial killers who killed at least 11 people in Labette County, Kansas from 1871 to 1873. 
Shortly before the discovery of their crimes, they fled south when never captured. Now, over the years, several people were arrested because police thought they might be a member of the Bender family, but none were ever confirmed, and they had to be released. The, um, the bloody Benders um, were consisted of John Bender, his wife Elvira, their son John Jr., and their daughter Kate. Uh, contemporary newspapers reported the Benders' neighbors claimed John and Kate were actually husband and wife, possibly a common-law marriage. But a lot of families in those days believed that vice is nice but incest is best, so they could actually have been brother and sister. 1890, Elvira Hill and her daughter, Mrs. Sarah Davis, both of Michigan, were charged for being Elvira and Kate Bender. Well, they eventually proved they weren't and got released. According to reports, they killed at least a dozen travelers and maybe as many as 20 before they were discovered. Fate, family's fate remains unknown. Theories have ranged from uh, an unofficial lynching to a successful escape. A lot of folklore and legends surround the Benders. The uh, October of 1875, families of spiritualists homesteaded in the, around the township of Osage in northwestern Labette County. That's about seven miles northeast of where Sherry, Cherry Vale was established seven months later. And one of these families was John Bender and John Bender Jr., who registered 160 acres of land located adjacent to the Gray's Osage Trail. Now, that was the only open road for traveling further west. After they built a cabin, a barn with a corral, and a well, and a well were built, Elvira and Kate arrived in the fall of 1871. Now, the Benders divided their cabin into two rooms, using a canvas wagon cover. They used a smaller room at the rear for living quarters, and the front room was a general store where they sold dry goods. Crudery John Drawn, misspelled sign, said G-R-O-C-R-I, grocery, indicated a lack of familiarity with English. The front section also contained kitchen and dining table where travelers could stop for a meal or spend the night. And Elvira and Kate also planted a two-acre vegetable garden and an apple orchard north of the cabin. Now, John Bender Sr. was about 60 and did speak little English, and the English he did speak was uh, guttural and generally unintelligible. That'd make him uh, qualified to be in Congress. According to the May 23, 1873 edition of the Emporia News, he was identified with the name of William Bender. Elvira was 55, spoke a little English, so unfriendly the neighbors called her a she-devil. John Bender Jr. was 25 and considered handsome with auburn hair and a mustache. Spoke English fluently with a German accent. Prone to laughing aimlessly, which led many to consider him a half-wit, which would have made him qualify for Congress as well. Kate Bender was about 23, cultivated, attractive, and spoke English very well. A self-proclaimed healer and psychic, she distributed flyers advertising her supernatural powers and her ability to cure illnesses. Also conducted seances and gave lectures on spiritualism, which she gained notoriety for advocating free love. Her popularity became a large attraction for the Benders Inn. And although the elder Benders kept it themselves, Kate and her brother regularly attended Sunday school in nearby Harmony Grove. Well, they were widely believed to be German immigrants. No documentation or definitive proof of their relationship to one another or even where they were born was ever found. 
John Bender Sr. was from Germany, Norway, the Netherlands, and may have been born John Ficklinger. According to contemporary newspapers, Irvira was born Elmira Hill Mark on the Adirondacks, married Simon Mark, with whom she claimed to have had 12 children. Later, she married William Stephen Griffin, rumored to have murdered several husbands, but none of these rumors were ever proven. And Kate was supposedly Elvira's fifth daughter. Of course, as I say, some of the uh, Bender's neighbors claimed that John and Kate were not brother and sister, but husband and wife. Um, well, beginning in May of 1871, a lot of uh, dead bodies were found in Drum Creek with their throats cut and their skulls crushed. Um, the owner of the Drum Creek claimed suspected, but no action was taken. Then in February 1872, the bodies of two men were found with the same injuries. Well, it was eventually traced back to the um, to the benders, but by that time they had vanished. Well, in 1875, Moses Eric vanished. He was an American. American businessman, an underworld figure known as Old Unger. Served as a fence to burglars, thieves, and shoplifters from his Eldridge Street store throughout the mid to late 19th century. Indicted four or five times on charges of receiving stolen goods during the administration of A. Oakley Hall, but always escaped conviction. And in later years, Hall actually represented him. Eric disappeared from New York City in 1875 and escaped to Canada, where he disappeared into the outback. 1876... Augustus Gus Heffron, an American fugitive and the sidekick of fellow American fugitive Davy Crockett, who was a 23-year-old younger relative of the frontiersman Davy Crockett. Unlike Crockett, who'd been killed after escaping from jail, Heffron, after being shot and sent to jail in New Mexico, later escaped October 31, 1876, and fled to the Colorado Mountains, where he vanished completely. 1878, Procopio, 37 years old. He was a Mexican desperado alleged to have committed a dozen murders in California, but he was only convicted of cattle theft and banditry. He escaped prison in 1877 and vanished completely. 1880, Hoodoo Brown, leader of the Dodge City Gang, group of gamblers and gunfighters who ruled over the city of Las Vegas, New Mexico, between 1879 and 1880, in which they committed a variety of crimes, including robberies and murders and thefts. Summer of 1880, local citizens formed a vigilante group and drove Brown out of the state, where he disappeared completely. 1881, Michael O'Rourke, 19 years old, an American fugitive and gambler from Arizona who was in prison but escaped from jail April 18, 1881. It's believed he was killed, but body was never found. No sign of whatever happened to him. 1885, mysterious Dave Mather, 34 years old. He was a lawman who served in Kansas and the Mexico Territory. He was indicted for the murder of a man in Dodge City, which he committed with his brother. The pair posted bail before they could be tried, and mysterious Dave absolutely disappeared as if in a puff of smoke. 1885, E.J. Doney, 41, American preacher and judge for United States Territorial Court of Alaska, fled the country amidst charges of forgery and embezzlement. 
As confirmed whereabouts were at a boarding house in Victoria, Canada. But he managed to flee, and his definitive fate's never been established. 1886, Masai, 39 years old. He was a Chiricahua Apache tribe member who fought against settlers and soldiers along with Geronimo. In 1906, he disappeared from the records with his fate subject to speculation. He could have been killed by relatives of those he killed, or he could have just disappeared. 1887, Dan Bogan, 27, gunfighter and outlaw responsible for several murders in Texas Panhandle, convicted and sentenced to death for murdering a Texas range in Wyoming in 1887. Vanished from jail and headed south, but authorities lost track of him. His ultimate fate is a mystery. 1889, the Apache Kid. Haske Bene Better known as the Apache Kid, was an Army scout and a renegade active in the U.S. states of Arizona and New Mexico. Escaped from jail November 2, 1889. Said to have killed a lot of folks at that time. Eventually caught and sent to jail. Later released, became a wanted fugitive again, and was never recaptured. It's like the kids who went on a tour of the FBI headquarters, and they walked by the most wanted list, and the one kid said, who are all those pictures? Well, that's folks that we arrested, and they got released, and we want them again. The kid said, well, why didn't you keep them when you had them? Good question. 1896, Francis Herman, 39 years old. From England, later moved to the U.S., Salt Lake City, Utah. Was a pastor who was a known murderer and also accused of murdering him of multiple people, which included his own family members. Fled town in 1896 and with a posse on his heels and was never seen again. Let's go to 1903. Sam Carey. Known as Laughing Sam Carey. Remember the Hole in the Wall gang? That was a group of loosely knit outlaws who operated in Johnson County, uh, Wyoming during the 80s and 1890s. Little was known about Carey himself, including much of his personal history, and he was a singular member of the gang not known to have been apprehended. He vanished from history in about 1903. Nobody has any clue what happened. 1908, Bill Guinness, 48. A Norwegian-American serial killer vanished April 28, 1908, after a house fire, suspected to have been arson, and withdrawing huge sums of money from her bank accounts. Although the remains of a headless woman found out that the fire were suspected to be those of Bell Guinness, uh, this has never been verified, and it's still debated to this day. Uh, 1908, Robert Leroy Parker, also known as Butch Cassidy, who was 42, and Harry Alonzo Lonabau, known as the Sundance Kid, who was 40, after the two Hole in the Wall gang members escaped from jail, wanted dead or alive posters are posted throughout the country, Awards as much as $30,000 for information leading to their capture or deaths were posted. Supposedly killed in a shootout with Bolivian police November 7th and 8th, although authorities were never able to positively identify the bodies. It's thought they came back to this country, established new identities, and lived quietly the remainder of their days. 1908, Etta Place, 30 years old. Companion of of uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Three were members of the outlaw gang known as Butch Cassidy's Wild Bunch, but her origin and fate remains unknown. Various claims have been made about her life after the death of Lonnie Ball. Some believe she went back to New York City, and other theories suggest 
She moved back to Texas and started a new life. One claim is that she became a school teacher. Various claims contend she returned to prostitution, living the remainder of her life in Texas, California, or New York. But this is just speculation. There's absolutely no supporting evidence. How about 1915? Armando Norman, 35 years old, vanished from Bolivia. A Peruvian-Bolivian accountant, enslaver and killer known for his role in the Putumayo genocide. Between 1904 and 1910, Norman was employed by the Peruvian Amazon uh, Company at the Mantanzas Rubber Station near the upper Cayonari River. Committed some of the most infamous crimes that were reported during the genocide, including multiple instances of immolations, flagellations, rapes, and killings. Raider arrested about the end of 1912 after he was dismissed from the company, but he escaped from prison and apparently escaped from to Brazil without a trace. 1912, we got Andres O'Donnell, 26 years old. Escaped from Peru. Between 1903 and 1911, he was an agent of the Peruvian Amazon Company who managed the Andre Rio station near the upper Cayonari River. Multiple witness testimonies collected by Benjamin Saldana Roca, Roger Casement, and Judge Carlos Valcasel implicate O'Donnell in the Punta Mayo genocide. Now, for those who don't know what that is, it's a reference to the enslavement, massacre, and ethnocide of the indigenous population of the Amazon at the hands of the Peruvian Amazon Company, especially those between the area, uh, in the area between the Putumayo River and the Caqueta River during the Amazon rubber boom of 1879 to 1912. First I've heard of that, but apparently it was quite um, discussed at the time. One testimony from uh, an ex-employee of the company stated O'Donnell was responsible for ordering the executions of more than 500 natives by 1907. Caseman attempted to have O'Donnell arrested in Barbados when he was discovered living free at Bridgetown. Andres was later released on a legal technicality, and shortly after he escaped to Panama and then to New York where he disappeared. And having lived in Panama for two or three years, I can tell you it's easy to disappear there. Nineteen ten, Silvestro Pedro Morales, Mexican bandit known for his violent criminal actions in California during the eighteen eighties, imprisoned for the eighteen eighty nine murder of a rancher, is later released for good behavior in nineteen oh nine, where he immediately murdered a gang member who had betrayed him. Despite expensive searches by authorities, he was never recaptured. Nineteen fourteen, Peter Madden. Vanished from the U.S. He was an American thief, gang leader, and labor lacketeer who in June of 1914 was arrested for suspected involvement in the street mugging. June 25th, he was sent to the tombs as he was with another mugging uh, that he did with uh, John Ryan. They were both charged with stealing uh, the wallet of William Beard in Madison Square. 1910, uh, excuse me, September 10th. He and Ryan were handcuffed together and sent to the nearby criminal courts building. Um, when they arrived, two deputy sheriffs noticed Madden was missing. Finding Ryan alone, they asked him what happened to Madden, and he, Ryan said he escaped while crossing the bridge. Authorities believe Madden slipped down one of the two unguarded stairways while the prisoners were marching through the second floor of the criminal courts building. Never seen again. What has any idea what happened to him? 1916, Bella Kiss, 
39 years old, disappeared from Austria-Hungary. Kiss was a Hungarian serial killer and murderer of 24 people before he was drafted into the Austro-Hungarian army in the First World War. When his crimes were discovered, he was traced to a Serbian hospital but escaped a few days before investigators arrived. And though there were several reported sightings of this killer in New York City in 1932 as a minimum, his true fate is an absolute mystery. 1922, we've got Edward F. Sands, who was 27, suspected murder, a suspect in the murder of Hollywood director William Desmond Taylor that I've talked about previously, February 1st, 1922. He vanished shortly after that and was never seen again. 1925, David Brown, 29 years old, vanished from the U.S. He was a left-handed pitcher for the Negro League Baseball Vanished in 1925 before he'd be questioned about a man's murder. 1931, Raymond Craneck Nugent, 35 years old. Egan's Rats gang member Raymond Craneck Nugent, who was a killer, bank robber, and associate of uh, Fred Killer Burt, vanished in April 1931. Not a single trace of him has been found since. 1937, Theodore Cole, 24, and Ralph Rowe, 31, vanished from the U.S. Both were convicted bank robbers. Cole went to Alcatraz for kidnapping as well. But they were bank robbers in Oklahoma who had been caught during earlier independent escape attempts in that state's McAllister prison. Judged to be escape risks, were both incarcerated in high security Leavenworth prison and then transferred to higher security Alcatraz in 1936. Well, on December 16, 1937, they both escaped from Alcatraz. And although officials are quick to conclude they perished in the attempt, their remains are never found. Their fate remains unclear. 1940s. 1940, Eleanor Jamin, 39 years old. 1933. I'm sorry, Eleanor Jarman. Jarman and two men robbed a clothing store in Chicago where the store owner was murdered in the process. German was jailed and served seven years of her 199-year sentence, but escaped in 1940. She eluded police while making intermittent contact with her family and her son. Well, she is di- she died and believed to be buried under the name of an alias, but nobody ever knew what it was. Which means they don't know for sure she's dead. 1944, Wiedersaw Kosmowski, 30 years old. Polish Nazi collaborator, Gestapo agent, and war criminal, last seen in 1944 in Bodesgog, where he evacuated with the German army. 1955, he was accused of denouncing several Poles to the Germans, and a warning post was issued for him in 1957. And at the request of the court, a warrant was issued, which is valid from 1957 to 2009. Still no sign of what happened to him. And to show you how long people can go that are thought to be dead, they just... Um, found guilty a uh, concentration camp guard. It was 101, I think. Uh, he was here in the U.S. He was found guilty and deported. 1945, Sylvester Matuska, 52, vanished from Hungary. A convicted Hungarian mass murderer and mechanical engineer made two successful, at least two unsuccessful, escape attempts to de- excuse me attempts to derail passenger trains and three European countries. His death sentence was commuted to life imprisonment under an extradition agreement. He escaped from jail in Vak in 1945, and his fate is unknown. 1945, Peter Brzezica, 28 years old, 
vanished from the independent state of Croatia. He was a Ustase guard at the Jasinovic concentration camp, involved in a contest to kill the most Serbian prisoners in one night. He won the contest, bragging and murdering up to 1,360 people. His post-war fate remains unknown. There are reports of him living as an elderly man in Croatia as late as 2009, but that was never confirmed. 1945, Heinrich Mueller, 45 years old, vanished from Germany. He was a prominent Nazi and commanding officer of the entire Gestapo apparatus. Last seen in the Fuhrer bunker, evening of May 1st, 1945. While there, he stated his intention to avoid being taken into custody by the Soviet forces advancing on Berlin. He has a CIA file and related documents in it state that while the record is inconclusive on Mueller's ultimate fate, he most likely died in Berlin in May of 1945. Other theories suggest that he either escaped to South America like many other fugitive Nazis and lived out his life there. I mean, the Israelis continued to investigate his whereabouts up into the 1960s. Always protected by U.S. or Soviet intelligence or a new identity, he's the most senior Nazi official whose fate is unknown. Though the ultimate fate of Hitler is still up for debate, the skull that the Russians said they had turned out to be that of a woman. 1945, Ivan Marchinko, Germany, known as Ivan the Terrible, nickname given to a notorious guard at Trebinka extermination camp. Known as Ivan Marchinko from statements by other guards at the camp, he was accused of extreme cruelty to prisoners at the camp, cutting off the ears of workers as they walked by or killing them outright and torturing victims with pipes or swords or whips before they entered the gas chamber. Well, the true identity of the man known as Ivan the Terrible remains unknown, although John Demjanjuk was famously tried, convicted, and acquitted in Israel being Ivan during a widely publicized trial in the 80s and early 90s. The um, Demjanjuk was a Ukrainian-American who served as a Troniki man and Nazi camp guard at the Sobobor extermination camp. Tried and convicted in Israel being disidentified as Ivan the Terrible. 1993, that verdict was overturned. Shortly before he died, he was tried and convicted in the Federal Republic of Germany as an accessory to the 28,060 murders that occurred during his service at Sobibor. Born in Ukraine, he served the Holodomor as a child and was conscripted into the Red Army in 1940. 1945, Karl Kunzler, 44, Germany. SS Fuhrer and Commandant of the Flossenburg Concentration Camp, under whose leadership executions of Polish and Soviet citizens skyrocketed, later demoted due to his constant alcohol abuse, and resumedly killed during the Battle of Nuremberg in April of 1945, but that, you know, was never proven. 1945, we had Richard Kunz, 73, disappeared from Germany. A politician of the German Social Party, that's a precursor to the Nazi Party, known for his anti-Semitic rhetoric and policies, who served in the Reichstag until his dissolution in 1945. He was himself arrested following the Battle of Berlin, but later vanished, never to be seen again. 1945, Lorenz Heckenholt, 30, got the hiccups, 31, vanished from Germany. It was a Schutzstaffel, that's the SS member who built and operated the gas chambers at the Belzec extermination camp in Poland, personally carried out the executions of numerous people. 
vanished in late 1945, initially thought to have been killed by partisans in Italy, but that's never been proven and he hasn't been seen since. In those days, it was easy to change your identity, especially with the displaced persons from the war. 1945, Stefan Fiedek, 44, vanished from the Ukraine. He was a Ukrainian independence activist who previously attempted to assassinate Poland's chief of state, Marshal Josef Pilsudski. Later served as a lieutenant in the Nazi SS Galatia Division between 43 and 45. Vanished without a trace in Berlin toward the end of World War II. Again, that was something easy to do. 1947, Frederick Tenuto vanished from the U.S. Known as the Angel of Death was a New York City mobster and criminal who escaped from the Philadelphia County prison in a jailbreak February 10, 1947. On the FBI 10 Most Wanted Fugitives list is a number 14 over a decade, longest on record at the time. Replaced Stephen Davenport, who was number 12, as the first replacement who was not among the original 10. Removed March 9, 1964, due to reports he'd been killed and secretly buried. Of course, there's absolutely no evidence this is true. His ultimate fate is not known. 1960, James Squalante, 41. Copper regime and the Gambino crime family vanished after being indicted on extortion charges. Believed to have been murdered in a car crusher and his body disposed of in a crushed automobile successfully melted down in an open hearth, uh, hearth furnace. No physical evidence has ever been found to substantiate this claim, and nobody's ever charged in connection with his disappearance. But if you're wanted and the word gets out that you're dead, you're home free. 1962, Frank Morris, 35, Clarence Arglin, 31, and John Anglin, uh, 32. Morris and brothers Clarence and John escaped from Alcatraz in the U.S. Uh, state of California and vanished. After extensive investigations, authorities presumed they drowned in an attempt to escape from the island of prison, but no bodies were ever recovered. They may have dis survived, and the official investigation is still open more than 60 years after their escape. This marshal service has stated the investigation may open on each individual until proof of death has been established, or they reach 100 years old, whichever comes first. They're only in there. Uh, let's see, 70, they're getting close to it. 70 years would be uh, 19, uh, 2031. 1965, Charles Rogers, 43, reclusive, unemployed seismologist in Houston, Texas. He's remained at large since the icebox murders of his parents, June 23rd, uh, leading to a warrant for his detention as a material witness. Declared legally dead in 1975, which meant other family members had to be still out there. 1968, Siegfried Rotenberg, 26, from West Germany, indicted for the October 1968 murder of prostitute Monica Schweissenhausen in Hamburg, later who was found drowned in the Pepperwillinkebeck River, also sought as a suspect in the murders of two other prostitutes dating back to May of 1968. Fled Germany and joined the Spanish Legion, which refused to extradite him until his supposed death in 1975 after a failed attempt to escape from the Spanish Sahara. Of course, the body was never recovered and officially remains a fugitive. 1969, Sharon Kine, 30 years old, Mexico. Kine, known as La Pistorella, was an American woman convicted of homicide in Mexico and waiting trial for the murder of her husband, James Kine, when she escaped from Ixtapalapa Prison in uh, December 7, 1969. 
Despite extensive manhurts in Mexico and the U.S., her whereabouts have never been established. 1970, Leo Burt, 3022, participated in the Sterling Hall bombing on the University of Wisconsin at Madison campus, August 24, 1970, and on September 2nd was federally indicted in Madison, Wisconsin. Well, he vanished that year and not been seen since. 1970, Thomas Brooks III, 22, serving a 20-year sentence for his role in the 1968 murder. Walked away from a prison work crew in the White County, Virginia, and was never recaptured. Serving a sentence for murder, and he just walks away. 1971, Anthony Cox, 35 years old, American film producer and second husband of Yoko Ono, kidnapped their daughter Kyoko after losing a custody battle, hiding out with the help of the Living Word Fellowship, later left the cult and allowed their daughter to be in close contact with their mother, but their exact whereabouts remain unknown. 1971, Elmer Crawford, 40 years old, vanished from Australia. The Crawford family murder was the 1970 killing of pregnant murdered Teresa and her three children, Catherine, James, and Karen. Family car was located at the bottom of a cliff in Lodart Gorge in Port Campbell, Victoria, Australia, July 2, 1970. The bodies of Teresa and her children are still inside the car. Well, a July 1971 coroner's inquest found that Elmer Crawford murdered his wife and three children in her Cardinal Road, Cardinal Road Glenroy home. He constructed an electrocution device using a 49-foot length of electrical lead and alligator clips. While his wife slept, he attached the alligator clips to his wife's ears and executed her. Then he beat his children to death, presumably using a hammer, and loaded their bodies into the family's um, F.E. Holden vehicle. Drove him 200 uh, kilometers, that's about 120 miles, to Port Campbell, where he connected a hose from the exhaust to the driver's side window before he pushed the car containing the bodies over the cliff edge in an effort to make the crime look like a murder-suicide. And he walked away and vanished. Hadn't been seen since. Then of one of the most famous cases was 1971 D.B. Cooper. That's the media's name for an unknown man who hijacked Northwest Orient Airline Flight 305 Thanksgiving Eve, 1971. Hijacked the plane while it was en route to Seattle and made demands of $200,000 and some parachutes. When the plane landed in Seattle and released the passengers, the plane took off again from Mexico City and somewhere between Seattle and Reno, Nevada, Cooper jumped out of the plane with the money and the parachutes. Never been found. 2016, FBI redirected the resources allocated to the Cooper case toward other investigative priorities and requested anybody with a substantial lead to contact their local FBI field office. Now, having to go on a run with $200,000 may sound like a lot of money, but it's not. 1972, Henry Young, 60, convicted bank robber and murderer while serving one of a series of prison terms, attempted a 1939 escape from Alcatraz Penitentiary with four other inmates. During the escape attempt, two inmates were shot and one died of his wounds. All the survivors were quickly recaptured. Two of them, Young and Rufus McCain, got sentences of solitary confinement and served him at Alcatraz for a period of three years, the autumn of 1942. Um, he was released. Um, Henry was released from Washington State Penitentiary in 1972 and jumped parole, and according to Washington State authorities, his whereabouts are unknown. 1973, Frank Matthews, 29, 
A major heroin and cocaine trafficker was operated throughout the eastern seaboard during the late 60s and 70s. In 73, the Drug Enforcement Administration arrested Matthews in Las Vegas, but he paid bail and vanished. He allegedly took 15 to $20 million with him and fled the country, leaving behind his Commonwealth wife, their three sons, and their Staten Island mansion, never seen again. Wonder what happened to the mansion. 1974, Lord Lucan, 39 years old, vanished from the UK. He went missing after the murder in London of the children's nanny, Sandra Rivet, for which he was a prime suspect. It was speculated that murder in the family home in Belgravia was a case of mistaken identity, and he actually meant to kill his wife. Well, he was actually legally declared dead in October 2019, and a death certificate was issued in 2016, which made his son George the eighth Earl of Lucan. 1976, Frank Blackhorse, 28. Black Horse, believed to have been born Francis or Frank DeLuca, also known as several other aliases besides Black Horse, was a member of the American Indian Movement and charged with shooting an FBI officer during the Wounded Knee Incident in 1973. Although no conclusive evidence was presented, he was believed to have disappeared in 1976. Right now, with people dying all over the world, ALC and her sidekick are trying to... Uh, get somebody who supposedly shot two FBI agents during the uh, movement released. But since our president would rather go to a barbecue than deal with uh, Israel, he might get it done. 1976, Bradford Bishop, 39, disappeared March 2nd from Bethesda, Maryland, shortly after allegedly murdering his wife, mother, and children. March 18th, the Bishop family car was found abandoned in an isolated campground in Elkmont, Tennessee. April 10th, 2014, the FBI named him the 502nd fugitive to be placed on the list of 10 most wanted fugitives. 1979, William Morales, 29, American bomb maker for Fursus Armadas de Liberation National Puerto Requena, was convicted in February 1979 for possession of explosives, possession and transportation of explosives, and a shotgun. Well, he escaped from Bellevue Hospital in May of 1979 and fled to Mexico, where he was held by the authorities before he immigrated to Cuba in 1988. Currently on the FBI Most Wanted Domestic Terrorist List with a reward of $100,000 for information leading to his arrest. 1979, Asata Shakur, also known as Joanne Deborah Cherismard, 32, also known by her married name of Joanne Deborah Cherismard, is a Former member of the Black Liberation Army was convicted of the first-degree murder of state trooper Werner Forrester during a shootout on the New Jersey Turnpike in 1973. While serving a life sentence, she escaped from prison in 79 and reappeared in Cuba in 84, where she was granted political asylum. FBI added her to its list of most wanted terrorists to Joanne Deborah Chesimard, and a total of two million is being offered her capture. The FBI is offering a million, and New Jersey Attorney General is offering another million. Well, 1980, Luiz Baú, 41, from Brazil. A schizophrenic pedophile in prison for the 1975 murder of his underage victim escaped from prison in January of 80. Between 12 and 16 of February, he killed an additional three boys and a farm worker who was arrested several days later and escaped again. His ultimate fate is unknown. 1981, Masood Kashmiri, vanished Moran. Militant from the People's Mujahideen of Iran, who infiltrated the Islamic Republican Party, rising up in its ranks to 
for planting an incendiary bomb in a briefcase at the Prime Minister's office August 30, 1981. The subsequent explosion killed eight people, including the incumbent president and the Prime Minister. Kashmiri was initially believed to have died himself, but it was later revealed he'd escaped. 1983, Victor Emmanuel Griena, 25. An American fugitive wanted by the Federal Bureau of Investigation for the September 1983 White Eagle armed robbery. The $7 million in cash was stolen from the, as the largest cash robbery in U.S. history at that time. Known member of the Los Macheteros movement, May 14, 1984, he became the 386th fugitive to be put on the FBI's 10 most wanted fugitives list. 1984, Richard Lynn Baer, 19, arrested just over 14 months after the death of his and Jeffrey Jeff Burgess's uh, best friend, Sherry Leal Hart, at the Jutling Off Place, a Clifton, northwestern region of North Carolina. State police and Federal Bureau of Investigation suspect Barry tossed Hart off the cliff on the night of February of Jan- January 15, 1984, when she refused and condemned his sexual advances. Barry then chased Hart down to his 1977 Ford Mustang and pistol-whipped her. Bleeding extremely heavily from that moment on, before tossing her off the cliff, he ordered Burgess to drive down to J.D.'s, which was a beer store, turn around and come back and pick him up. Hart's remains were found uh, 11 months later, and three months after that, Burgess and Barry were arrested for her murder. Burgess was taken to Ash County Jail, and Barry was taken to Wilkes County Jail. July 17, 1985, 18 months after the murder, Barry escaped and hadn't been seen since. His friend Burgess was released pending the arrest of Barry, and Burgess died in 2012 at the age of 47. Well, we've got time for one more. 1984, Ronnie Erskine, 38. I'm sorry, X-Dean, 38. Arrested February 1984 on charges of forgery and evasion of arrest. Escaped from jail the following month by changing identification braces with another prisoner and leaving on their bail. His whereabouts is unknown. On that note, we come to the end of today's show. We'll be back tomorrow and hopefully I can talk a little better. Until then, this is Ken Hudnall for the Ken Hudnall Show saying have a truly great evening.